We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, everyone. It's Lindsay Rhodes, and I've got a new podcast, The NFL Road Show fun and kind of nerdy conversation about the NFL every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I've got some amazing guests that are joining me. I'll be breaking the huddle with the top stories, previewing games, we'll get you set for the weekend fantasy with our Fantasy Friday episodes, and we'll answer some of your questions as well. So subscribe to the NFL Roadshow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, guys? This is the Uncontested Podcast, covering the Oklahoma City Thunder. This podcast is ran by Jacob, Nick, Justin, Taylor, and Kamiar. Listen to future episodes on your favorite podcast streaming service like iTunes or Spotify. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating. This is Lou Dort. You're listening to the Uncontested What is up? Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. We are a very proud partner of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm your host for the evening, Jacob. We've got the whole damn team, guys. The we starting back. five, maybe the starting five for the tanking teams of the, of G the NBA, the G League starting five. But we are here live streaming, or if you're listening to the podcast version, hey, hey somebody from Greece. That's all. Hey, awesome. do you know Giannis? I love Greek food. It's so good. Not everyone from Greece knows each other. Jacob. We are uh, we are live streaming this on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. If you're listening to the podcast version, we appreciate you as well. As I said, I am Jacob. I am joined today by Nick. Yo, yo, number one. We've got Taylor. I just want to uh, take a little moment and uh, excuse my dogs wrestling in the background. I was going to say, take a moment to talk about how your soon, dogs but... are fornicating. <laughs> Everything's fine. Uh, also, our Greek friend does not know Giannis. However, the <laughs> the New Orleans Saints defensive players who try to injure both of our running backs and our beloved quarterback and Lord and Savior Patrick Mahomes. 
I just want to take a moment here and talk about how terrible they are. And you know what? I hope Drew Brees breaks another rib and punctures his other Jesus one. Christ. Why are you so yep. angry? Oh, it's yep. a Sunday, man. It's a Merry Sunday. Merry Christmas, New Orleans. <laughs> We've got Justin yeah. Peabody along for the ride. Hello, everybody. And the man who has podcasted all day long. We've got Call Me Armoravian. Yeah, I, uh, it was fun. And I'm looking for some oh, look at Taylor's thing. Did you see the dog jump off his bed? Really well trained. Yeah, it was really cute. Yeah. Uh, man, I'm just hanging out, man. It's Sunday. I, don't, I ain't got work tomorrow. So hope I don't get fired. Mm-hmm. You lost your job on the day you work. <laughs> you ain't got nothing to do. It's uh, Yes, it is Sunday night. I, do, do any of us have work tomorrow? Yes. I don't. Oh, Nick, oh, you poor yo. bastards. Call me or not, you're out the next two weeks. Cashing that government check like a bunch of. Like a bunch. <laughs> what are you drinking there, Justin? Um, Some bourbon. Some Kentucky nice. bourbon. Some larceny. I think the uh, last time I drank while well, I was that a crime? It, was, it is. Uh, it's also a bourbon. Oh, okay. it's, it's a bourbon. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, I like a. Uh, coke and uh rum it's very it's very tasty yeah what kind of coke oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're already uh, on the rails i was trying to have a good time not ruin my life taylor <laughs> that, that's how he's podcasting i was gonna day. say uh, yeah that's, that's yeah that's fair that's up something he's that's his endurance all, right? <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, all right well let's get this started before we get way too off the rails here welcome to the uncontested nba season preview show we're going to break down everything for you guys tonight. We're super excited. We're going to start league-wide, and then we will get to our Thunder preview uh, towards the second half of the show. But we figured that's the the spicy stuff. We're going to maybe fire off some hot takes with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Hell, we might have some hot takes coming up here in the next five minutes. But we thought we'd start with the NBA-wide stuff first. There's a lot of stuff to talk about, guys. Actual NBA games that count in the stat books in two minutes, or not two minutes, two days. I wish two minutes. I don't know why I said two minutes. <laughs> two days. I'm excited. Uh, Thunder play in three days as of right now on Sunday. Um, we will be live with a post-game podcast after that game. Uh, probably a loss, but but we'll see. You got you to gotta start the tank season off right. Let's dive into some NBA-wide stuff. Talking about the Thunder's opening night game. It's Wednesday night against the Houston Rockets, so we're going to start there. We got to talk about James Harden, guys. That's the story that's dominated uh, this preseason. James Harden has been all around to every club in America, essentially. The number of lap dances and COVID exposures is through the roof. He's requested a trade. My, My question for you all, is James Harden getting trade this year? And if he does get traded, at what point? Woj has reported that Houston would like to get a deal done sooner rather than later. Do we get a Christmas Houston surprise with Harden heading elsewhere? I am going to say he gets traded before Christmas. Whoa. Okay, Nick. got four days, buddy. Because because I think (laughs) things can get... The right way to wear this. Things can get toxic quick. I don't. I don't want to use the word toxic and, and Houston together. Although things are already getting there. I was going to say um, we might have already surpassed that point. So <laughs> it's it's one of those situations where even if even if Harden's around, like he's going to give his full effort. He's going to go out there and do what he does on the court every given night. But 
when everybody else on the team knows like he doesn't want to be here and he's likely not going to be here very long, it starts to get really, really messy. And it's just, I don't think it's a, it's a good direction to go. I think you dump him as soon as you can. I think he's gone, but I, I'll give it to the new year or maybe like till January 10th or something like that. I think he's gone really soon though. And like you said, like the culture down there already sucked. I mean, Russ came in and it was immediately the alpha male and Hard, uh, Harden admitted that, that they made Russ the leader of the team. If Harden's not the leader of that team, you've got bigger issues. Like the dude wants to be the alpha, but always sinks back to Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook. It's just this odd kind of dynamic that he's always done. Uh, also, I'd like to point out a great meme that I sent you guys where it said Harden and then it said uh, titties over titles. And I, you know, you got to respect it at some point for James Harden. This man. Something for everybody. Yeah. Hey, those pictures you know, of James Harden preseason might have his own titties now. <laughs> <laughs> Man's some weight. I'm just saying, like, looking like me out there in a pickup game. OKC was cool with letting him go. His his personal life was a reason that they were cool with. Yeah, they were cool with it. Of course, that wasn't the sole reason, but that was one of the reasons they were cool with. Okay, OKC not having him on the team anymore. You know, it's I don't I don't have a problem. You know, there there was the article that came out talking about him getting preferential treatment and even like the treatment that he's had since he's been in Houston. I don't have a problem with that in a vacuum like i'm okay with a certain amount of star preference on a team they're a star for a reason i think that should come with the territory what i have a problem with is like the way it sounds like james harden carries himself i think that the preferential treatment has to go hand in hand with being the leader to your point kamiar he's not setting any examples you know showing up late to film sessions and like not not doing what he should with the preferential treatment and the responsibilities that he's been given with that team. That's what I have a problem with, but it doesn't sound like any of that is new. So I think to a certain extent, Houston can kind of tell him to suck it for a while. Yeah, like I, I get it. You don't, right deal. you don't want it to fester, but it sounds like that's already happened. Well, like how much worse can the culture get? Honestly, right. there's, is it going to get that much worse? I don't think the, it is. There's a difference between preferential treatment and accountability. Yeah, and like he you, doesn't you, have any. You can of the have you can be the preferred player and and get those that special treatment, but you also have to be held accountable because when you get that, you have to set the tone exactly. for the rest of the team. It's like Russ. Russ got preferential treatment when he was in Oklahoma City, but he he backed up his end of the bargain. You know. Mm-hmm. Nobody else got away with what Russ got away with, but Russell also set the tone in how he showed up for practice and how he came to shoot arounds early and like how he got the work in and how he carried himself. Harden's not doing that into the deal. And that's the part that I think makes Houston's culture a little bit suspect. Um, and that's the part that like, I, it shouldn't be a surprise. Um, so I'm not totally sure where Houston goes from here, but I think for a certain extent, they could just ride this out for a little bit because I don't think it's anything necessarily like totally different than what they put up with for the last eight years, you know? And also selfishly, I want to win the bet that I made last Sunday with Jacob, <laughs> which said Harden wouldn't get traded. And the last week of news has wow. looked like I'm not going to win that bet. It's, yeah. it's funny to look back at Houston that everybody thought Chris Paul was the problem. And clearly now everybody yeah. knows that's not ever the case at all. We have a track record now. <laughs> Dwight Howard, Chris Paul. Russell Westbrook, there's there's one common denominator there, and it's James Harden. 
Yeah. I and I think I don't think James can win a title in Houston. I think James is going to have to go to somebody else's team, join forces with another player rather than players coming and joining forces with him at this point. Um, you know, whenever and, and, the whenever they talk about the Miami rumors, the first thing I think about is like Jimmy Butler and James Harden. Oh, could you have work two, two, yeah, two opposite guys as far as accountability and work ethic? But at the same time, like that heat culture might be the best thing for James Harden. Oh, like he might need to go into a new team and be like, all right, this is our team culture. Like, this is what you're expected to do. That might be Man. the only thing that can, the ultimate like, I could see that going either way. I could see that yeah. going either way of like being awful and flaming out and just being like whatever he is for the rest of his career, or being really, really good when uh dallas got uh was it mark aguire a long time ago with the bad boys when they traded him uh and got him from dallas and like turned their team around i think it's interesting because i I was thinking about that the other day but harden is like he's never been the face or the leader of a franchise he's been a face of a franchise he's not much of a leader at all the man he's all about it for him i don't think he cares about titles uh i think he cares about scoring titles and stuff like that so i was thinking about man he probably would want to go play with KD and Kyrie because, you know, they've actually won titles and like he might want to go play with Joel Embiid, even though I think him and Joel would go at it a lot. Uh, yeah. So I think it's really interesting. I, I think Jimmy Butler would kick his ass. Honestly, I think they get into a fist fight that the, the <laughs> idea of Harden and Miami is like a rock and a hard place. Which, what's going to budge first Harden's lifestyle or the Miami culture, you know? Yeah, right. Um, exactly. It, it, it would be very, very fascinating. Uh, next point for our league-wide preview. So um, besides Justin, who is clinging on to uh, his bet, I think the rest of us feel I'm, like... I'm grasping Har- at straws. Yeah, Harden will get dealt. <laughs> um, let's start with Kamiar here. Kamiar, I want to know who represents the Western Conference in the Western Conference Finals. The, the final two teams in the playoffs in the Western Conference... Who is it? All right. One of them is very obvious. The Lakers, right? Yeah. That has to be. Like, they they mm, got mm-hmm. even better. Way to go out on a limb. Where they were last year. Even bigger. <laughs> they replaced JaVale McGee, uh, Dwight Howard, and Rondo with Dennis Schroeder, Montrez Harrell, and Marcus Saul. Are you kidding me? Like, their second lineup would destroy OKC's starting lineup by 30. Their second and, lineup uh, would, would make the top four seed in the East. Yeah, it's just, it's just <laughs> incredible. And so the Lakers have to be one of them. But, guys, I swear to God, like, I don't know why, but I'm just a big believer in Luka, and I think the, Lakers, I think the Mavs could get Ooh, there. Oh, I like I, it. I really like, and I know Nick's about to shit on me, and that's okay. <laughs> but I know, I, I really like Luka with Chris Stapps, and I really, really like the, their addition of Josh Richardson. I think they could be really, really good. I like. I it. do like the Richardson addition. I do too. I think it's Nick, gonna be solid. I'm Nick, just waiting because Nick is smiling because he's about to be like, "Call me, so <laughs> stupid. That could never happen." <laughs> Nick, I'm I'm coming to you next for the Western Conference. Are you so? Call me, goes Lakers, Dallas. What are your thoughts? Um, and and who do you have in the Western Conference Finals? Um. I think, again, kind of like last year, it's safe to have both L.A. teams as likely uh, in, the, in the West Conference Finals. Um, I, I think Denver is is going to be even better this year. You know, Michael Porter Jr., 
kind of a weird guy off the court has a lot of weird theories and all that kind of stuff, we're, but we're taking bets on who's not going to get the COVID vaccine. <laughs> right. Yeah. He, he's number one, but <laughs> if, if, if he can, Kyrie's take, number two, if he can take oh, a, another step and if bull bull can be productive this year and they're also in the, the James Harden sweepstakes too, like there's they've, they've got the pieces to make that work. I think Denver in, in my mind is no question a top three seed in the West. Hey, can I throw, I just want to throw something out there and see what you guys think. Okay. Denver made the Western conference finals. Jamal Murray ascended to like stardom in the bubble. How much does this conversation change? If that Mike Conley three rattles down. I was thinking about that. Game seven. I was thinking about that. How much does this conversation change? I still like Denver. Do we talk a lot. about Utah the way we're talking is, about Denver now? I think at this time last season we were doing the same exact kind of mm. podcast. I had them as like two in the West. Uh, yeah. I've been high in Denver for a while, and I think I that, that only they've been high in Denver for a while. <laughs> <laughs> that is fair. All right, so we've got <laughs> LA fair. versus we got the Lakers versus Dallas. We got the Lakers versus Clippers. Justin, who are your two teams in the Western Conference Finals? I mean. Uh, you know, the Grizzlies and the Suns, obviously. Hell uh, yes. No, I think See, I had the Kings and the Thunder. I didn't. <laughs> uh, maybe I misunderstood the question. No, I think, I think Lakers, for all the reasons that we've mentioned, we don't need to dwell on that. The Lakers, I mean, they're, they're the locks to make the finals. Beyond that, I think it's a bit of like a, not an arms race, but I mean, I could see the Mavs. I could see the Nuggets. I could see the Clippers. Shoot, even the jazz if it falls right like maybe the jazz but my goodness i don't feel great about that contract that just gave Gobert. me either 40 but, million for rudy gobert yikes. not to Three mention they, they just picked up Derek favors and drafted as in the first round like yeah why, why are you doing all the all this center stuff if you're gonna pay him that much money yeah right. good point um yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of teams. Sean in the chat throwing out Blazers. Blazers are going to be pretty good. I, like I honestly think, like, whoever's going to face the the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals, like, it could probably be five or six teams. Well, yep. make a choice. Give us one. <sighs> I'm stalling. Um, I'm, I'm going to go... Noticed. Yeah, I noticed. I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with the Clippers. I know right. I, like, made a fart noise when Nick said that, but that's how I feel about making that pick, but I feel like someone has to make that pick. Um, the Clippers, I think they're going to be better this season. Um, I think, I don't know. You're real big on that PG extension, huh? Well, I I was gonna, (laughs) I was gonna say I'm not sold on PG, you know, living up to playoff P at any point in the rest of his career. True. But I do think the bubble affected him. I think the bubble affected more than just him. I think they had some locker room issues. I think another season can hopefully help iron that out. Am I going to bet on the Clippers to make the Western Conference Finals? No, but if I had to pick right now, exactly, I'm going to I'm leaning that way. I'm going to say something here, and you guys are probably going to think I'm crazy. Luke Luke (laughs) Kennard is going to be a huge different difference maker for the Clippers this season. When he's when he's when he's healthy. I know, I know we, we don't watch Pistons basketball. Almost no one does. But when he's saw healthy, a lot of highlights, though. When he's healthy, he's really good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Their problem is they don't have a I point agree. guard. I mean, Luca can, right. or not Luca, Luke, Luke can handle a little bit. Yeah. But I mean, if your point guard rotation and the person initiating offense 
is, is Beverly Patrick Beverly and Reggie Jackson. You're in trouble. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a good point. You yeah. talk about a team that could use George Hill. Too bad they already gave away all their assets. All right, Taylor. Taylor, let's move on to the Eastern Conference. In the East, this is what I'm excited about. So the East, um, I have the Celtics and the Brooklyn Nets. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Giannis. Sorry, Giannis, about your thing and your friend. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Maybe Bogdanovich could have helped you there. But – but I really like this. I I, I think Tatum's going to take another leap. He's going to continue to prove that he's a um, top five MVP candidate. I think Jalen Brown's going to continue to play well. They're going to get off to a little bit of a rough start because you're going to have uh, Jeff Teague um, <laughs> basically taking over the the point guard role there uh, with with Kemba injured. But once they get healthy again, I just I really like that Celtics team. I like their depth. I like what they did bringing in uh, Tristan Thompson. I think he's going to be really good for them. And uh, even the the rookies that they brought on, I think they're going to be able to contribute. Uh, but when it comes down to it, I think Tatum and Brown really are, are going to to be the main factor there. And then with the Nets, they aren't going to be they're going to be an up and down regular season team, but their talent's going to just you know obviously help them stay. That uh, sage going to help them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> and Kyrie is going to sprinkle sage around uh, the court every single game. So obviously they're going to go undefeated. Obviously, yep. Obviously. <laughs> Kamiar, Eastern Conference Finals, who you got? All right, man. So I've got one of Taylor's teams. I've got the Nets. And then give me, I mean, they should have done it last year. Give me the Bucks. Uh, Nets and Bucks, I think that's a, both a safe pick, I think. And of course, yep. you know what the Bucks have coming back. We know what the Nets finally have activated for them. And then may, maybe they don't do the Harden trade. I hope they don't because they have a ton of good players behind Kyrie with Spencer Dinwiddie and all those other guys. Uh, Jared Allen, they have a great squad coming back. So, um, yeah, Nets and Bucks for me. I'm with you too, Kamiar. Nets and Bucks is who I had for this one. I think that Bucks, like you said, should have done it last year. Um, I think they'll they'll get over the hump this year. And then I just think the Nets, like, I think we're going to see um, a little bit of pre-Warriors Kevin Durant come out uh, because he's not surrounded by you know, Steph and clay, I think we're going to see, it's going to look a lot more like the good parts of Russ and KD and OKC, but with Kyrie. Nick, what do you got? Buck Sixers. Hey, that was my pick too. I was waiting for the Sixers. I, I, I can't break it, man. I, I, I should have learned my lesson last year. Tell me why the Sixers, because I'm not buying it. They, they theoretically they have such a good team, and I think what they did this offseason, Nick, I, I think you'll agree with me. Adding Seth Curry, adding Danny Green is exactly what that team needed. You hope Tybal makes a jump. Um, I think he can. I don't think Terrence Ferguson's gonna play for that team. The the shooting they added, I the the coach they added, uh the front office who is going to build around those those two young uh, cornerstones of the franchise, which one of them will be traded for James Harden. So that's yeah. fair. Is, I, <laughs> yeah. Is this after they, they've traded a large Rajon Rondo for James Harden? <laughs> <and something? laughs> large I, I just, I like that starting lineup a lot. Um, I, I think it's a, a nice blend. If they can get something good out of Tobias Harris, which he was bad last year. I think he was bad last year. He was playing but the wrong position. Or he got traded. He not played fair. for the Clippers and Doc Rivers where he yep. played his, his best defense or his best, not defense, just his best overall game of his career, right? He was playing the best of his career. If you can get that out of Tobias Harris, I think this is a really, really good team. 
Yep. I think they had they, they had too many guys that played the same way and had the same skill sets last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think they've, that's fair. They've diversified. Mm-hmm. I think right. they still miss Jimmy Butler, though. Yeah, I, I don't, do worry I don't think they have an alpha. I and worry I think- about them missing Jimmy Butler because yeah. he gave a lot of direction to that Miami team, and he's super intense on getting better. And like we saw that didn't work out in Minnesota, when he's like embarrassing cat with that weird mystical practice session. Well, that's- and then he, <laughs> it was it was weird, right? Like, and I don't know if it was like real. And then he goes to Philly, and it didn't seem like he was a very good fit there because of you know how he was treating dudes like Joel as soon as he comes into the team. And then he gets a group of young guys and they all just kind of follow his lead and they just kind of dog it out. So I don't know. I think they do miss Jimmy. Yeah. yeah they, that's why they got, that's why they, that's why they got Terrence Ferguson though. That alpha dog. <laughs> that's right. That alpha oh, dog. Gosh. Yeah. I, was gonna say, I don't know if that shooting is enough to get them over the talent hump. And that's why I go with uh, teams like the Celtics and the, um, the nets. And then also the bucks obviously are going to be right there as well. Yeah. I just think back to like the Joel and B JJ Redick two man game. And you can recreate that with Seth Curry, who is an elite shooter. And no. Joel Embiid is better. He's not now. JJ. No, he's not JJ, he but, but he's still an incredibly good shooter. I, I think you can recreate yes. what they were doing uh, as, as far as stylistically. Um, and, I, and I think Joel is better than he was, what, three, four years ago. I just, yeah, I'm high on the Sixers. We'll see what happens. Finals predictions, guys. Let's go around the table real quick. Uh, fire off what the two teams you have in the finals are. Justin, we're starting with you. Bucks and Lakers. Nice. Nick? Uh-oh. Do we lose Nick? I uh, know. I'm, I'm shaking my head. I, I, don't, I, don't even need, I don't even need to talk. Like That's, that's, that's the answer. Look, they, oh, look, Bucks, Lakers. Lakers, Lakers yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be Bucks, Lakers, and the Lakers will win. LeBron's going to rest so, much times, so many times this season because he can. He's going to be fresh yep. for the playoffs again. Taylor? Got Lakers Nets. Give me that KD LeBron matchup again. That'd be fun. All right. All right. Um, I think we're all in agreement. Are we going Lakers win the title? Yeah. But I think they will. <laughs> yeah, I think we're all in agreement there. All right. Well, to wrap up our league wide talk, we got to go awards. We got to make our awards predictions on this show tonight. Let's start with the top one the MVP. Third in the MPP voting. I freaking hate Steve Ballmer so much. That guy is the biggest nerd on the planet. Come here. Who is your 2021 NBA MVP? There is a reason why I put the Mavericks in the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. Luka Legend MVP of the NBA. I like it. That's the correct answer. Yep. So Taylor, you're going Luca as well. I have Luca as well. I wanted to go with somebody unique, but I just can't. I I really think Luca's going to get it. Justin, I agree. I mean, it's it's a cop out. He's the favorite, but like, just just thinking back to some of the things he did just in the bubble last year, it's incredible. And I think we're gonna hurt. Yeah, this is going to be a season of that from him. That's what I feel. Nick, Kevin Durant. Oh, uh, okay. I, I, I thought about that for a huh. second and I was thinking, well, he's coming off an injury. Uh, somebody, Sean says Dame Dalla, and I would love yeah. Dame, Dame I, Dame I, that's, that's my that. dark yeah. horse. I would love Dame. There we go. What's where's Dame at in the, in the standings for MVP? Let's see here. Six. That's not bad. Yep. I take those odds. Luca, Giannis, Steph, AD, LeBron, Dame, KD. <clears throat> I don't think. 
if you're just it's the same argument with LeBron and Greg Popovich those two guys should probably win MVP and coach of the year like nearly every single yeah. year the yep. problem is actual humans vote on this award and there's voter fatigue That's right? right Giannis isn't going to win a third MVP That's exactly part of the reason that I lean Luca He's yeah. new. He's exciting. The narrative's going to be there. And he's I like the real. That's he's like only done. only real star on his team. Like exactly. I think it's there, but like with and AD like and Gamera, Ron, I think they'll be good this season. As yeah, well. they'll, they'll, they'll exceed, exceed expectations. Luca might average a triple double this season. Like yeah. that wouldn't yeah. surprise me. Um, but yeah, I, I Giannis is a good pick, but the voters aren't going to vote him MVP for the third time. Nope. Um, it's the same thing. LeBron should probably get it almost every year. Uh, maybe now at the tail end of his career, maybe not. But from LeBron, age twenty three to thirty two, probably should have had like nine straight MVPs. If we're being honest, exactly. But, but it's you know it's a regular season award. People yeah. get tired of voting for the same guy over and over. There's definitely some voter fatigue there. So, yeah. all right. Well, then next award, let's go the Depoy. Who wins Defensive Depoy. Player of the Year? Uh, Nick, we'll start with you on this one. God, it's so tough. Um, Robert Covington. Wow. Ooh, interesting. Firing off a hot one. I that like that. That's a. Uh, I was not even thinking about him. I don't think it's that hot of a take. I just not expecting 12, that at all. 12th highest odds, according wow. to betonline.ag. Okay, that's not bad. That's Plus 4,000. Justin, who's your depoy? Bam Adebayo. I almost Ooh, lose Bam. Too. I almost won Bam. Where does he fall on the on the he hierarchy? He is fourth, plus seven fifty. I think. Uh, I think. I once again, I liked what I saw from Bam at the tail end of last season. I think we're going to get more of it. I like it. Kamiar, who is your depot? I've got Kawhi Leonard. Hmm. It's going to win it. He's going to win it. He's going to have to win it. He's going to have to win it because, you know, Paul George is going to fall apart once again. So he's going to have to defend Fair. another wing. So, got Kawhi Kawhi. Leonard, seventh best odds according to Bet Online. Mm. Okay. Taylor. Doesn't want Anthony Davis. Not That's very original. As well. He's the favorite. <laughs> I, think it, I think he'll get it. If the Lakers perform like we think that they're going to, um, and we all predicted them to be the champions, yep. I think AD gets. Yes, at least defensive player of the year. Yeah, AD was my pick yep. as well. I Agreed. think he's a. I think that's fair. I think he's a good choice. Can you guys hear me? Yep. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, my my audio had cut out there for a second. You sound good. Oh, that's weird. No, you sound good. Rookie of the year. Rookie. Justin, we'll start with you on this one. Who is the rookie oh, of the year? This one's super interesting. I think we'll have a lot of variants here. I don't even know. I don't even know what to do with this one. Um, <laughs> rookie of the year. I think that Alexi Pokushevsky. Well, obviously, um, <laughs> but that's like picking Anthony Davis to win. Teo Malado. I mean, <laughs> awesome. I'm going to go with Isaac Okoro. Ooh, fine. I think that. I think that. So you know, we always talk about. The, the narrative has to be there. Like we talked about on some of these other players. I think the narrative could be there for the Cavs. I think that um, he's going to get, he's going to get to play as much as he wants. You know, I think he's going to be able to put on a show, which you can't <laughs> say about some other guys that I might consider. Um, 
I think they'll be good enough to be interesting. Maybe, you know, they're not going to necessarily be as bad as they have been in recent years, potentially. So I think he'll, he'll do enough to kind of get noticed and get that rookie of the year nod. I like it. Nick, who's your pick? Um, if I was actually betting money, I would go LaMelo ball, but that's not fun. Cause I believe he's the favorite. Um, I'm going to go Killian Hayes. Ooh. Nice one. I like it. Call me Who's your pick? So I really missed a joke before about defensive player of the year. And I'd really like to rewind a second before we go back. <laughs> I could have picked Moderna or Pfizer as defenders <laughs> of the year. And I, there just you totally, go. I totally missed that one. That, uh, been I was actually scary. about uh, the, the rookie of the year. Um, I was actually texting Jacob about this the other day because uh, I gave him my league pass stuff and I've been watching a lot of random other teams and I was looking at, um, you know, dudes like Anthony Edwards and stuff like that. But I saw LaMelo ball so many times and I know like that's such like, that's such like the trendy pick and casual pick just because it's all out there. But I really think he's going to get rookie of the year. He looks really good. He looks really mature. You can tell he's, uh, he's, you can tell he's just way more advanced than everybody else or seemingly, uh, so I'm going to go with him. It's a good pick. Uh, Taylor. I've got Obi Toppin. Mm, I think Obi's like going to have a good season. He's going to put some big numbers for the Knicks. That would be really uh, fun for him being from New York. Right, right, right. And, and it, that's true. That's a good point. Um, with LaMelo, I think he's going to be the guy who's like always in the conversation um, just because he's making the flashy passes and the flashy plays. But I don't think the numbers, like the scoring and stats are going to be there like it would be for somebody like Obi. Um, and then I just want to mention Tyrese Halliburton just kind of as, as a sleeper. Um, I've was, been really impressed. I was going to pick I, him since go. you guys went with everybody else. I was going to pick go Tyrese Halliburton. I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, he's going to be a lot of fun. Um, some of these guys, like I don't think Anthony Edwards, I, I don't like I don't him for, for rookie of the year. Uh, although he's very near and dear to my heart, uh, Denny's just not going to get the opportunity to put yep. up the numbers for rookie yep. of the year. With the rust so, trade. Okay, next one. The sixth man. Who sixth wins man. the sixth man of the year? Call this me. We'll start with you on this, this one. Year. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. nearly as cut and dry as it was last year. Yeah, uh, sixth man. Like, it's not fair that Montrez Harrell won sixth man of the year last year, considering he basically started and they right. had two sixth men. You can't have like a sixth man if you're the second of the sixth men. So that <laughs> that peeves me in many ways. Um, but I think Montrez Harrell is going to actually find his way onto the court more often than not with the Lakers. And I think that'll leave Dennis Schroeder as a very good option for sixth uh, man of the year. Even though it's going to start. I think Yeah, but a lot of this is weird because I don't know who's going to start with the Lakers, right? There. You, could, you, could, you could go a couple of different directions there. there. Uh, but I'm going to go Dennis Schroeder, but I just because he deserved and got robbed last year. Mm-hmm. I really don't have an opinion other way else in the, uh, else in the NBA. Fair enough. Nick, who you got? Um, I've got two. I'll go with one, and then if someone else picks it, then we can talk about it. Like the Clippers, yeah, two. Jordan Clarkson. <laughs> Jordan like Clarkson's that. mine as well. I like Clarkson. I was thinking about that one. Yep. I think he's going to put up some really good stats this year. That's he's got cool. a lot of tattoos. Yeah, one he's year a, in Cleveland, he's a do it it up. Yeah. <laughs> Justin, who is your sixth man of the year? It's the Lou Williams Award for a reason. Lou will. He's coming back. He let Montrez borrow it. He's coming back for it. It's pissed off this year. That's fair. Taylor? 
So uh, I mentioned the Nets as being my team making it to the finals from the East. So I'm going Karis LeVert, assuming oh, that's no. not start. The other assuming. one. <laughs> the other Yes. Dinwiddie was right. my Dinwiddie was my my second. Yeah. See, I think one. if Harris comes mm. off the bench, I think he he's a good candidate. Andre Roberts if he starts. If he starts, I want to mention and we have not mentioned yet. If Karis LeVert starts, I also love Tyler Hero. Yeah, I think, Tyler, I think Tyler, Tyler Hero will start as well, probably. Uh, last award, and then we're wrapping up our league-wide preview and moving on to the Thunder. Most improved. The most improved player. Justin, who's it going to be? I mean, obviously, Shea Gilgis Alexander. You, There's no other choice here. He's the odds-on favorite. Uh, he took a big leap last year. He's taken a big leap every year he's played in the league. And we're going to see another leap because of what we just talked about of the opportunity. The opportunity is going to be there this year. Like it never has before. The ball is going to be in his hand more. And I think we're going to see stuff out of Shea that's going to make the league take notice, which will be ironic considering no one will actually be allowed to watch Thunder games. Quick question before we move on in your head. Like if Shea wins this award from just a point's like from a points point of view, it's a tongue twister. How many points does Shea have to have to win that award? <laughs> How many points is a points, 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 Let's expand that real quick, Nick, uh, before we move on. Just you guys hit me points, rebounds, assists. What's Shea's stat line at the end of the year? Oh, I had this. I don't have it anymore. I think, I think this 20... is one of my over-unders. 24, yeah. 5, and 5, but I don't think that gets it done. I think if he wins the award, he's got to be about 26, 6, that's and 6. Exactly what I was, that's exactly what I was going to say, Nick. 20, 26, oh. 6, 6. <laughs> I was going to say 26, Nick worships Satan live on the podcast. Golly. <laughs> I was going to say 26, 5, 5. I, I also have Shay for this award, mainly because I'm just going to be rooting so hard for him to get it. But I think um, one person who's almost just absolutely teed up. I mean, speaking of narrative, um, Jamal Murray, if he finishes like top five MVP, he doesn't win the MVP, but he puts up numbers like he did in the bubble. That's probably going to be a pretty solid lock also. Kamiar, who's your most improved? You could go two ways. You could go the obvious route and say, oh, it's going to be Shea because He's going to have such an expanded role. Uh, he's going to average me, Kami Art. No, yeah, no, it's 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 the, it's it's true. I mean, he he led the team scoring last year. And now he's going to have the ball in his hands way more for a lot more minutes. I mean, it just makes sense. He might he's going to jump from like 19 points a game to 25, 26, 27, and have a, a lot more assists and rebounds just to, by the nature of playing more and being the guy. Uh, that's the obvious pick. My my kind of sleeper, and he's not really a sleeper, guys. Um, he uh he might actually he might be a really heavy sleeper. Zion could lose 70 pounds and actually get up and down the court and just average 45, 10, and 10. So <laughs> that's fair. See, I'm not a big fan of choosing second year guys as most I, I know. I, I think Bull, they balls up there, game. like in the top like five. Yeah. My uh it should be third year or later from MIT. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, my most improved, I'm going Michael Porter Jr. I think he's going to get the minutes. He's going to get the time. For Shea, disagrees with you, by the way. For Shea, he, no, that was mine. Oh, no, was I, it? He agrees with you. He looked upset. Shea. I couldn't tell. Shea was already at 19 points a game. You know, he's he's going to go up, probably not significantly. I think Shea's going to be a lot better. But I think the biggest jump in counting stats is going to come via Michael Porter Jr. this year. Uh, Nick, Nick, so you agree with me on that one? 
Yeah, Michael Porter Jr. is going to be mine. He's a freaking stud, and I think he'll be a starter this year, and he's going to get a lot more opportunity and, and some more reps. Um, you you mentioned the starting. There's a, a little bit of back and forth there with, with Will Barton about who's going to start at the three for the Nuggets. Yeah, he's he's kind of salty. thinks he should be a starter. And, like, he's a good player, but I think he fits the, the bench kind of six-man role better for them. Um, my guy, since you took Michael Porter Jr. Sorry. It's all no, it's all good. I'm gonna go. God, there's so many out there. Let's do. Oh man, what about Kobe White. What we saw Kobe, the other night. Kobe White could be could be. What do you have? Twenty seven against the Thunder on Wednesday. Yeah, like, again, uh, yeah. another second year guy. I love Kobe yeah. White. I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Harry Giles. Mm. I love that name. Gross. Yeah, so do I. Makes you feel a little uncomfortable. God. It's just right there on the edge, you yeah. know. Like, is his real name Harrison, or is it really just Harry? Did he come out the womb and his mom was like, "Let's name this child Harry"? Harry, yeah. Look right, write this child. I'm gonna name Harry Giles the third. How hairy are they? That's what I'm. There've been a couple of really hairy Giles too before him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The long the line of Harry Giles. <laughs> uh, going, going back. One was the hairiest. Hitting, hitting rewind here real quick. Um. Do you guys think there's any or there's going to be any challenges for Shea to score just because last season there were so many scoring options that defenses could like they they, they kind of spread thin guarding a bunch of guys with that balanced scoring attack they're and now on Shea. they're going to going to be double teams and schemes against him do you think he'll struggle uh I don't think this is a hot take I think the Thunder starting lineup currently is pretty freaking good like agreed it's maybe not top half of the league but it's not bottom 5 yeah They've Agreed. got a really Current. solid starting lineup. I think Current he's going to get keyword, and and I think he's going to get to the free throw line a lot more, which is going to be essential to him racking up those points. That's the thing. I think the thing that stood out to me in preseason for Shea specifically was just yeah. he just seems so much stronger in his ability to finish your contact. Um, I, I think I'm with you, Jacob. I, I don't see um, teams being able to stop him scoring at like at least twenty every game, regardless if they're zeroing in on him or not, because. You're going, you're going to, and this will get into one of my Thunder hot takes that we'll get into after the uh, after the ad reads. But I think you're going to have other guys who are going to be able to score on this team. Maybe not consistently, but they're going to be able to score. And I, I think there's going to be enough opportunity for Shea that he's still, even when defenses are focusing in on him, he'll be able to get his own. Especially yeah. with their big guys like Horford, uh, Muscala, Baisley. Baisley. Those are all dudes that they can stretch out, uh, create a lot more space. I think somebody mentioned that Sean did. Yeah, uh, that's true. And I also think, but a part of it, I think he he's going to have a difficult time. I think I agree that he's going to be stymied a little bit. People are going to key on him a lot more. And so he'll have to get a little bit better of a jump shot and a little bit more quick release of a jump shot. Cause it's still, he still kind of does this like load up thing, uh, especially when he does a step back. Um, I think that's a good point. I think it's kind of shot, slow. Yeah, I think his, yeah. his jump shots have to get a little more fluid. Um, and I think that'll take his game to the next level. So just get it being, being better in jump shot in general. I love it. Well, let's continue this thunder talk uh, with our thunder preview. Uh, but we that will come on the back end of us telling you about who is sponsoring this podcast. We got some special podcast uh, ad read background music. For you today. <laughs> this episode of The Uncontested is brought to you by Indeed. 
2020 has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly, so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. 73% of online job seekers in the U.S. visit Indeed each month, according to Comscore Total Visits, so it is clear Indeed can help you get the quality hire you need. That's why more than 3 million businesses worldwide use Indeed for hiring. And right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. So go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Football is back in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, especially with the bowl games coming up. You might not be able to go to the bowl games this season, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. And don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, guys, let's get to our Thunder portion of our season preview now. A little bit different. I wanted to start this one off with some bold predictions for the OKC season. So we're going to go around uh, each of us firing off a bold prediction, really, until we run out of bold predictions, I guess. Call me, R. <laughs> You're first up, buddy. Give us a bold prediction for the oh, Thunder this season. Oh man. <laughs> oh, this is I'm not prepared for this. Um so what OKC is OKC, You're good at these calling are. <laughs> OKC is Bad Julius Randall, come on. Is uh he they there's what I guess what is it forecasted? I don't know what the word predicted, <laughs> predicted to yeah. win what, like twenty two games, right? I think that's right around the over/under. Yep. Yes. Okay. I I said OKC is going to win five more games than that. At least I think they'll win 27, 28 games. Let's go. Let's go high side. Twenty eight games. Um, I don't know. I just, OKC. They're a bunch of young guys, and I think with the nature of this season, about how you can play back to back to backs, uh, it's really short. Uh, and with it, with no off season whatsoever, I think a team full of 18, 19, 21 year olds that love to run the floor is going to get is going to net them four or five extra wins than what people would actually expect. So I would hammer the over right now at 22 uh, just because of 
how their how their team is constructed. We saw this previously in like when OKC was just becoming good when they had the lockout and they were the ones, the young boys were the ones that were running, you know, three back to back to backs. They're the ones that were able to go two and one or sometimes three and oh because they were just so young and ready to run the floor. And that's what they like to do in this offense with Mark Dignall. They look to run. They look to get dunks and layups. And that's what got OKC last year with like teams like Sacramento that love to do that, Chicago. And when you're on back-to-back-to-backs, I think it's going to make a big difference. Nice. I like it. Nick, what is your first Thunderbolt prediction for the season? I am going to say Teo starts 10 games. No. Oh, okay. Never mind. That's a little different than mine. <laughs> that uh, I was really I, confused. Uh, so it just that, happened that, now. That doesn't feel super bold. That, I'll, that, I'll, I'll, I like I'll it. Add on to it. So, uh, I'm kind of continuing some of this. Kind of goes with our, our last Sunday's podcast when we did our um our our bets, our preseason bets. But I have Teo is starting by at the end of the year, Nick. I think he's going to be starting alongside Shea before <laughs> the season's over because George Hill gets traded. Yep. Yeah, I, I have something to add I on to that as well. That okay. Oh, we're keeping I up, I got a building. I said that Teo Maladon is going to average Maladone. eight, three, and four by the season's end. <laughs> I like that. That's actually I kind like of that. solid. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then last week we like had that. Justin betting that Teo's going to shoot forty percent from three. He is. He's going to shoot ninety percent. This is a Teo podcast. Give some chances, man. Ninety percent from three. Really high on Teo. I feel like my my. Season bets were always pretty soft, so I tried to come out swinging last week. And Man. so far, I'm not super confident with Harden won't get traded <laughs> and Teo's going to shoot 40% from three. I'm not going to be so many post game pods where we're yeah. just on the video, like eating croissants and baguettes and talking about Teo Maladon. Just the thing about him, the reason why it was I just really like because I like your guys' opinions that he's going to start. I mean, I, I think that's very possible in the future with all these lineups that. Mark Dagnall is going to throw out there. I think it's a possibility. And like, I keep on thinking about where he came from in comparison to where other guys like Terrence Ferguson came from or Alexei Pokashevsky came from. Uh, like, you know, they're coming from, you know, really lower kind of teams and like, you know, out from other, you know, countries or whatever. He's Perfect. playing the Euro. Yeah. He's playing in the Euro League on a championship team in exactly. significant minutes. So he had to grow up really, really fast, being like not even 20 years old and play championship basketball. So, he knows what he's doing because you can have you like you can see it in the way we've seen these preseason games. Like he knows what he's doing. There's some things where like he jumps up in the air, gets caught in the air, and has to throw a wild pass across the court. That's got crap's gonna have to go. Um, but like, you can definitely tell he's mature really, really early at a young age. Second youngest player on the court. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with you. Uh, our good friend XG Graphics on our YouTube channel replied and said, Tail starts before Hill is even traded. Mm, I like, I like that. I like that. Justin, XG. hit us with a bold prediction. Bold prediction. I should I'm have a good sound sounder. <laughs> Just, <laughs> Justin, will you do that every time I say oh, bold, 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 bold prediction? We'll get some air Whenever Nick gets going, I'll say wild <laughs> prediction. Um, I'm going to add on to Kamiar's prediction about the number of games the Thunder are going to win. I have that the Thunder will finish with the fourth worst record in the NBA where you're not going to be the bottom of the barrel, but I swear to you, we're also not going to lose out on the best uh, lottery odds. Is it, is it still bottom four? Three. Dang it. Okay. Three. They're going to be, they're going to be the third worst. As I was talking, I realized that that sounded wrong. They're going to have the third worst record in the NBA. Um, they're not going to be the very last team. I think this team 
especially right now, the beginning of the season, they might win a few more games than they should before they go full on tank town. Yeah, but I, I, mm, I think they'd be hard pressed to <laughs> sacrifice having the worst lottery odds. It's interesting because I think it just in the West, like Oklahoma city is the worst team by quite a wide margin. And then there's like four teams in the East right. that are the East like, is the problem. Yeah, yes. Yes, the it is. Bottom of the East is just, it, it's a, it's, Pawn scum water the least of the east. Yeah, it's it's bad. Taylor, time for uh, a bold prediction. I gave my uh, my first one. I have three. Bold prediction. Sorry, I zoned out. <laughs> Guys, I'm bringing this one back. I'm doubling down because we have the full squad tonight. Four different Thunder players scored thirty plus this season. Jesus right. Thunder yes. players scored thirty plus this season. Name I'm the doubling four. down. Name doubling the four. Down. Name the four. Okay, so I'm going to go Shay. I'm going Lou. I'm going Basie. And I'm going, you guys are going to laugh because this is my guy, Frankie Smokes. Oh, yes. Oh, Fra- the, the real Frankie Smokes. Yeah. Frank, you know, what, what did uh, Steph Curry call him? <laughs> I guess I can't say that. Milikina. The real Frankie Smokes is right here in OKC, baby. That is Frank Jackson. My favorite Frankie is when, when you were tweeting the other night and you accidentally tweeted Frankie Snokes. Frankie Snokes. <laughs> and then I yeah, tweeted the Star good. Wars gif after. Yes, I doubled. Yeah. I like Frankie uh, Snokes better. I'm not a fan of his haircut, but he can uh, he can get some buckets sometimes. He can get buckets. Yeah. Colin, Colin Reed in the Colin. chat with a, with a bold prediction. The un- uncontested crew turns on Poku by the oh, end of the season. You. Hey, I've I've oh. got a I've got a Poku bold prediction that let's hear it. Quite the opposite. Uh, he'll have a game this year in which he he hits seven threes. Ooh, yes, higher. That's twenty one points. That's good math, Taylor. That's fun. Seven times. Good job. Three to one. Taylor's being played. Five, by the I'll give you a bold prediction. You ready? Poku's going to have a 25-5 game this season. Yes. It's Love so it. difficult to track this just That's because of how bad the team is going to be. Yeah. And like anybody on any given night can score 25 points. Thank so you. It's, it's kind of really I hard to track my that. previous bold yeah. prediction. Yeah. So like one of my one of my bold predictions is a little bit more fun. I said Basley would get ejected out of two games. <laughs> That's pretty funny. But why? Yeah, do you, do you... he's he seems emotional and he could fight somebody. Okay. He's young. He's, he's young. A moody. He, was, he was looking 80s at, oh, at I, I, I love the hair and the mustache. I dig that. 80s. That was good. I yeah. Like hey, good. speaking of Basley. Maybe one of my favorite dunks in like the past five years. Oh my right gosh, the full Russell West. That's fun. Real nice. Back and, oh, yeah. The Poku okay. reaction, the Horford reaction. Okay. Hey, speaking of Baisley, I'll give you guys my very my, my last bold prediction here. Ba- this is pretty hot. <laughs> Baisley ends the season being top five most improved. Ooh. And, and, and MIP voting. Maybe. Okay. Bold prediction. Okay. Bold um, prediction. I, I got a, a Baisley bold prediction for you. Base is going to average a, a double double this season. Average mm, a double double this season. That's yeah, that's pretty bold. I think I'm. I think, I'm thinking it's pretty close. Like yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I posted his preseason per thirty six the other day, which is a very small sample size. Yeah. But what was it like sixteen and eleven or something like that? If he yeah. does that, I think like, he, can, I mean, he, he can flirt around with that. I I've think. Got, 
I've got another bold prediction, which kind of just follows up with yours. It okay. might make it make a lot more sense. I said Bezos is going to lead the team in rebounds. Oh, okay. I like that. I Horford like that was Horford's never been a rebounder, yeah. uh, I and so like no, I look I at like I look at Bays and I look at Justin Jackson, and almost like it seems too easy to say Bays, but that, that's I think it will fit there. I like no, that. One. I like that. Justin, fire off another one. Lugens Dort makes second team all defense. Oh, I, like I like that. Spicy, but yeah, I like. I think he's going to be one of the four best guard defenders in the league. Yeah. I feel like he, I feel like they're going to watch a lot of Thunder games. They're not going to ha- be able to watch Thunder games. Just going to be, be yeah. score watching. So that's, I think that might detract people from. That's exactly why it's a bold prediction. Yeah, <laughs> I think. That, I mean, you look you look at those teams every year, and it's usually not the team. You know, guys are over and over teams unless they're like stupid good. Yeah. Same um, over and over. Before we get to Nick's next bold prediction, I want to hit a couple from the chat real quick. McCall from Periscope says Mike Muscala hits seven threes in a game. Hey, yes. Mike's got that's, the strap. That's doable. <laughs> I like that. Mike has got the strap. Uh, XG Graphics says Baisley averages 21 and 12, which yeah. is wild. Yes. Um, uh, I, I don't want to mess up his name. Tales? 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 Uh, says Thunder will finish closer to the 10th seed in the West than the 15th. Ooh. That would be horrible. Wow. Which is <laughs> that would be horrible. That's a good point. Dislike. I don't <laughs> no, I don't think it's, that's bold. Yeah, he, he's, that's bold. Nick, give us another one. Do you have any more? Yeah. Yeah. Mine Mine was about uh, Mike Muscala. So this is a good kind of turning point here. Mike Muscala nets the Thunder a very, very late first round pick Ooh. in a trade. I like that. I like that. Are they packaging him with oh, something or just straight up Mike Muscala? <laughs> Don't make me get granular with my takes. Okay. I'm just, I'm just saying. Mike Muscala and Al Horford. Let the man few hot takes. <laughs> hey, Horford's looking spry. He's got yeah, the he he's got the stroke. He's looking yeah, good. Yep. He he said post game the other night. He said the way that they're playing right now, that the style of style. offense is what he wants to do. He says playing with guards like Shea and just either rolling or popping for a three is what he loves to do. Hey, he, he and Shea are already showing really nice chemistry. Yeah. Welcome to he, the. He never made any sense with the Sixers. It yeah. was weird. Yeah, it was well, a bad. He, he got paid. That's what matters. <laughs> Anybody else have a Thunderbolt prediction? I got another one. Speaking of Horford, I'm going to say Horford finishes the season with Oklahoma City. Okay. I don't feel like that's too I'll bold. Think but I, I'll think I agree that too. Okay. What about George Hill? Wild prediction. <laughs> George Hill finishing the season? I think George Hill's gone. His yeah. contract's tough-ish to move, I feel like. Really? I feel like it's a pretty pretty it easy one at that, like 11 million. Yeah, but then... We'll the take problem is, there are some teams that are... There are some teams that are hard capped. Right. And there's also there's also the fact that like a lot of guys that are making that ten to twelve million are guys that are helping teams. It's not yeah. there's not a lot of guys that make that money that are just like, oh yeah, we'll 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 dump his contract to you for George Hill. Yeah. Fair. Might might have to be a two for one or a three for one type of deal. Right. So speaking of that, I don't have this in our outline, but real quick, the Thunder have to make one more cut. Who's it gonna be? Mullet man. I was thinking Kendrick also. I was thinking Kendrick Williams, but then yeah. uh Daniel had that quote today, Nick, and you were on the call talking he he like mentioned him and like the 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 versatility of their wings and I was like, "Huh. Hey, the uh, 
He's, he's buttering them up for us to cut him, bro. Yeah, the only non-guarantee of the so. team, or partial guaranteed, or, or Frank. whatever. Frank. Frank Jackson. Yeah. Team like, we're not cutting Frank like Jackson. There's no way. They like I wish him. it would be they Isaiah like Roby, but he's part of the tank process, so it's got to be the only other guy. Has any chance that backcourt depth? Any chance they just they just eat the money and it becomes uh, Darius Miller? Well, it is interesting well, that they haven't they haven't waived anybody yet, you know, because that they, they haven't until Monday night. They haven't until Monday night. They do, but then if it by the time that that waiver goes through, they're going to be penalized for it. So that's why so many teams cut players on Saturday. So it makes me wonder, like, does Presley have a trade or some trades that he's looking at, like some minor trades? Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to watch over the next couple of days. Yeah. I, yeah. I think, I think also I, I, I would not do this if I were a GM, but in, in Sham's report a couple weeks back, Lakers and some other teams being interested in Trevor Reza, if he were to be, you know, cut That's or bought out or whatever, yeah. almost, point. almost makes me think like that idea is being floated out there. Um, yeah. I don't know that that's that's an underrated one that I I wouldn't be completely I I don't think it would be the right move but I wouldn't be shocked if it happened. Yeah, that's a good point. That's fair. All right, next up, your Thunder breakout performer for this next season. I like it, Justin. Who is your breakout performer? Mm, 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 mm. I feel like we've said everybody's name that I'm thinking already. And I feel like we're probably all thinking some similar names. So thank you for picking me first. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> breakout performer for the Thunder this season will be Darius Beasley. That's what I got also. I just, exactly right there. It's we saw the potential and the confidence like, physical tools that he had last year. So far in the preseason, we're starting to see like the next step of that, of like putting some things together, looking a little more comfortable in an NBA game, showing a little bit more aggression, being able to finish at the rim more. I think all of those things, if they continue to build, plus having an increased role given the state of the team, I think this is going to be a big year for Bays. Yeah, I we, agree with we that. We talked about this in the Slack in the after, game. after the, the game the other night, but I think what takes Bar- Darius Baisley from being like a fine player to the breakout player to really who we think he has a possibility of being is this finishing, finishing at the rim. He's got to be finish at the rim at a lot higher percentage. Jacob, you and I talked about that on the post game podcast. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. And I think, I think that's, that's his, it. his biggest jump has to come at finishing at the rim. He looks great defensively. And I think, I think he'll do that. I think the more and more he's driving to the rim with confidence, like he is, and he's realizing that there's not a lot of people who can stop him doing so. I think the more and more he does that, the more and more comfortable he's going to going to be uh, finishing around the rim and getting that experience. Um, so yeah, no, I, I, I have Baisley as well, and mainly because uh, I think he's going to put that together combined with that outside shot that looks really, really nice between the bubble. And that's even seems to have carried into this preseason. Um, for those two reasons, I uh, I have Baisley as well, Justin. Nice. Nick, who is your Thunder breakout performer? Al Horford's renaissance is going to be I like that. Awesome. That's a good answer. It's a good answer. It's like we're on Family Feud. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> Plus 10. Or whatever. Yeah, Al, uh, Al looks good. Al looks good so far. Uh, it's just preseason, but I like that one. Call me our who's yours. Well, you guys have taken my two the first one was going to be basically <laughs> but then i was thinking you know what 
Al Horford, Al Horford looks good. <laughs> lot, it's like the total opposite way and because he's the most experienced person. He's probably the second most talented person on the team, even at his age. Um, and so like he, you saw in preseason games, like him not just being a dude that you pick and pop and pick and roll with him, just like getting down low and working like on the boards. So uh, I could see that. But so I'm going to go with a third person uh, that nobody else can take. And it's a name that we've been saying several times. Uh, Teo Maladon. Yes, there it France. is. Uh, I, I think you were going to say that. going to get a lot of playing time, especially when George Hill is no longer with the team or even with you guys. Like you said, we maybe when, who agrees when, with when George Hill is with the team, I think, like I said, he's been around mature basketball players, much older than him for a long time. Uh, and he, he's been at the highest levels of Euro basketball. Uh, even at his early age, he he's a point guard just like Killian Hayes, and he got picked for the French team, and Killian Hayes did not. Uh, and so there, I, I think there's I think there's a lot of mature maturity in his game. Uh, of course, I think there's things he's going to have to get better at. It, duh, uh, but I think that he's very mature, and I think he does the right things. And just how he attacks the basket and plays really really smooth, the change of pace, and uh, just how good he is already with a teardrop at 18 years old. So I'm, I really like him. He's got great vision in the pick and roll as well. Reading that backline yeah. defense, firing He's off the pure corner. point guard. To He's a, if this is his baseline as a 19 year old, the Thunder got a steal at 34. Agreed. For sure. Agreed. For sure. All right. Few more Thunder uh, specific season preview discussions before we move on. Uh, we've touched on it multiple times here, but I want to ask you guys what trades do you expect for the Thunder uh, during the season? Uh, trade deadline has been moved back to early March. Uh, so we have a, a few months before we get there. What players do you see exiting this team? Are there any players, specific players, you think the Thunder maybe target in trades? Or are they still just an asset collection mode as far as draft picks? Um, fire off some of your trade takes. Taylor, we'll, we'll start with you. So I kind of took this not from a, a specific trade standpoint, as much of a number. And so I've set the over under at three and a half. And um, I think they're going to hit under. I think they're going to hit right at three. Uh, I see a George Hill trade being separate. I see a L Horford trade being separate. And I see just one other trade occurring, them like coming in as a third team or whatever Trevor, it may be. Yeah. Trevor and Trevor Ariza. Um, I think at least three trades will happen this season. I don't, I don't really know. Like I don't have specific targets. I think they'll probably go for some, for some young guys. Um, like you mentioned, Jacob, they'll, they'll, there will be some young guys from these teams that they're negotiating with that they'll try and get, but for the most part, it's going to be draft picks because the more and more you compile, you know, the more and more you can use and trades to move up another drafts or whatever, or trade for other players that you're specifically targeting, whatever it may be. Um, so I'm going three and a half over under I'm taking the under, I think I'm going to stick at three. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my take on on OKC trades. I think there's more. I think there's more than three. Uh, I think I don't think they I trade. Like I don't think they trade Horford. Uh, I think this is the year he sticks around. And they trade him next year, or maybe maybe he does have a really great first half of the season, and they and they decide to do that because teams are in the title run. Hey, one thing but, to add to that, real quick, Kamiar. If they don't trade him in season next summer, there is a lot of cap space, and we've seen the free agency class of 2021 dwindle massively. Yep. In the yeah. past few days. So uh <laughs> I just think there's that. Uh, but I think of course you they're gonna get rid of Ariza, whether if it's for if they're just gonna cut him or if it's gonna be a second round pick. I don't think they're gonna get anything more out of him. Uh, I don't think anything that they want that's substantial. Uh George Hill's obviously gone, but I think they're in a position to where 
I think they'll make more trades, not because they're making the team better from a player standpoint, but taking on just fat, dumb contracts. I could see them easily just fair getting a getting a couple of really fat, dumb contracts that are expiring more assets. With, with two more or two more years on them for more assets to kick the can down the road a little bit more. Um, now, do I hate that for Shea's development as far as like him spending time with the team that's really bad for two years? Sure, I do. Uh, but will it be a lot better with those two extra years and getting all those draft picks? Yes. So there's going to be more, uh, but I'm not sure who. I think for a lot of us, maybe we can go back and forth on our minds on whether Al Horford will end the season in OKC. Uh, but I think we can all agree he would be the one that is least likely to be traded between him, Ariza, and George Hill. George Hill, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think I think all the big names that we mentioned, I think are, are prime candidates to get traded. I don't think the Thunder are looking to target anyone as much as it's exactly what you hit on Kami or the draft capital and like eating bad contracts in order to obtain another asset. I think you'll see the thunder be active, you know, with those veteran guys, George Hill, Trevor Ariza, but I could also see, you know, a handful of trades coming in at the buzzer, the trade deadline where OKC, maybe they're the third team third, in a yeah, trade. That's what I was thinking of Something too. like that where their name gets thrown in. They're not really a key part of it, but they kind of help make the wheels move and they get to, you know, get some sort of asset out of it. I think that's trade exceptions. Yeah, exactly. Keep stacking trade exceptions. You mean they're well, not yeah, utilizing those to, to yeah. grease the wheels on a third team deal? Or a yeah. Three bring in a, oh, you, a, yeah, a using contract. them too. Yeah, yeah. Or That'd you could go the game. Charlotte route and uh, pay Terry Rozier a ton of money, and then pay Gordon Hayward a ton of money. That could be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, uh, do you have anything to add to the trades? No, I think the guys Oklahoma City would be shopping are pretty obvious. Two teams in my mind that I I think Presti should be keeping close tabs on this season. Um, one, the New York Knicks. They've got a ton of young guys, and it's kind of weird to say not that they're going to be good, but they're like too deep at every position like hmm. two like two too deep at every position and i think there's gonna be there's gonna be guys like like kevin knox was already kind of a misfit and now adding like ob top and like it's just getting it's gonna get more and more difficult for him to get playing time i could see like, another guy like dennis smith jr with with quickly coming in and being a good point guard there's gonna be some young guys that that may start to slip out of the rotation again and, and be trade targets and then the atlanta hawks are gonna be you know, if, if they're a fringe playoff team and kind of get drunk on, I want to be good again. I want to make the playoffs. The guys on the bench, like the Cam Reddishes and the and the Kevin Herders and all these guys they have on the bench that aren't starting that are 21, 22, 23 could be guys that Presty could swoop in and, and grab. Yeah, I like that. No, it's, it's, uh, that's a good one. Um, I want to throw a little wrinkle in here real quick. You guys have talked about Trevor Ariza. You've talked about George Hill. You've talked about Al Horford. Uh, you've mentioned all these guys. Who is the under 23-year-old that is most likely to get traded off this team this year? Under 23-year-old. Huh. We're, we're talking the rookies. We're talking uh, Shea, Lou, uh uh, Darius, we're talking Hami. Um, I was gonna say Hami. That's what I was gonna say. I'm, uh, I'm hopeful that it's Hami. <laughs> and it's not gonna be for he'd be like a throw in in a bear trade or like a, a trade for a second rounder, that kind of thing. Yeah, I think Hami. Um, I think Ty Jerome potentially. Ty Jerome's a good one. I didn't think I could. I, I, I think a lot of this is like not because. 
they're trying to get something of substance back. I feel like we're saying these names as filler for a bigger trade. Does that feel like an accurate statement? Yeah. No. I I, I mean, no, no, it doesn't. No? Wrong. It's, it's an accurate statement. I don't think it's wrong. I, okay. I think you're onto something there. I think it's, I think it's, think about the guys that, like the, the question for Presti is going to be, you know, is the asset I can bring back worth it to give up this guy? Mm-hmm. And for most of the guys on this team, the answer to that question is going to be yes. I think there's guys that where that bar is a lot lower. I think Hami fits in that bucket where the asset doesn't have to be as good to get Presti to pull the trigger on a Hami trade as it does for, you know, a Dort trade, for example. That that bar is a lot higher. Um, but I think that that the bar still exists for every player on the team. You know, the, there is a there is an asset load out there that Sam Presti says yes to for Shea, for Dort, for Baisley. And I think that's the that's the reality of where this Thunder team is at right now. Um, so I'd encourage you if you're buying a jersey to make sure it has American Express jersey insurance. Hey, they need to be a, a podcast <laughs> advertiser. All right, guys. Last one before we get out of here. Where do the Thunder end in the Western Conference? What position? Fifteenth. Last. Last. Has to be. Everybody's last. trying to make the playoffs. Even Sacramento's poor ass. They have to be last. <laughs> well, they have to be last because of what we talked about. The East has too many bad teams. So if yeah. the Thunder are anything but last then their lottery odds are not going to be good enough. Yeah. Okay, well, that was easy enough. So then let me ask you this. The Thunder have a possible three draft picks in 2021. They get the best two out of their own, Houston's and Miami's pick. And then they get the Golden State pick if Golden State's pick falls between 20 and 30. I think it will. Tell me that means Golden State will be a top 10 team in the league. It'll be close. I think they can get there. That means Golden State has to be as good as OKC was last year. I think it'd be close. I think they can get there. My question for you guys then, where do you think the Thunder's two, possibly three picks end up in the draft? Give me give me three draft pick uh, positions. One, two, and three. <laughs> three. <laughs> no, 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 Chris. Obviously, one has to be between 21 and 30. I think it'll be three... It'll be 18 and it'll be 21. Ooh. So you got Houston or Miami being 18 and that's Houston. The, are the two Houston. Yep. Ugh, that's so hard. I, that's what she said. I've got, uh, two, I've got two 19 and 21. So okay. that's not that far from Nick. Okay. Okay. I had like, to be different. I was thinking like one top five, one top 20. And then one outside. Uh, you gotta give us Ooh, numbers. John says three, eight, and twenty-one. Are you assuming Houston's just gonna be bad, bad, bad? Hey, no, I'm right? saying March eighth, two thousand twenty-one. I've got a hard, <laughs> I've got a hard <laughs> getting traded. Yes. I hey, I'm saying like oh. three, twelve, twelve, and like wow. two. I like it, man. I just hope OKC gets the first pick, so they can just not have to trade anything to get Cade Cunningham. That's Fair. You but know, let's here. Hey, if there's some really good players. Number one, I'm, 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 I'm still okay with it. Trade up to to get Cade. It yeah. is. It is. is. But where are you willing to trade for? Like, like willing to give up that pick? 2022 is also going to be a great. I, year. I, um, I'm not so sure 
Cade's the surefire number one anymore. I was gonna say I'm like I'm I'm kind of okay. I, I we're, we're, re, we're recording this on December twentieth. I think if we look back at this pod and like like right now, if you look at any mock draft, Cade's number one. I think in five months, the Kumingas and the Jalen Greens and the and the Jalen Suggs are some of these mocks are gonna have them above Cade. Like those guys are freaking good. I'm writing it down. 1220. Nick says Kate Cunningham sucks. <laughs> OSU alumni. Kate Cunningham hater. I think once we get to uh <laughs> to you know the combine and measurements. I, That's what I was going to say. We're going to see some players skyrocketing into that. Gonna yeah. It's going to be the same thing that happens with every year's mock draft. Exactly. There's a consistent number one guy before the season. Mid-season, everyone's got a hot new trendy name that's different. They're going to change up their mock draft to get their clicks. And then by like the week before the draft, everyone's mock draft is going to have Cade Cunningham number one again. And I mean, I think if there was a de facto number one team of course okc if okc got the second or third pick or the fourth pick they're gonna have really good odds to get the top three or four picks uh if the top team is the kings yeah you could get that first pick probably pretty easily because <laughs> that front office is full of idiots <laughs> no i i mean it's similar to the conversation we just had on presti trading guys the price is always there it's just a matter of if you're willing to meet it you know right. how high I, does I presti value Cade coming the rest of the league sees Cade as this is your the guy you can build your franchise around is any team gonna gonna entertain a realistic offer? What does a realistic <laughs> offer look like? Is it is compared it compared to other players too? Right. I yeah. mean, let's be honest. The Kings and uh, and Shea to move up. Like that's what I'm saying. Is like the Thunder have the assets to like yeah. if they want Cade and they value him as what you just said, Jacob. Like the guy that can jumpstart the next phase of your franchise, they can go get him. But what's like, the limit though? Do you give up six picks? Uh, I think Nick seven. and I's point is like sure. you don't give that up because you can get a Jalen Nine or a Green or that's a, that's that's, 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 a, that's exactly my point. Is there there is legitimately five there's five guys in this draft class that I think could be better than Shea. Down the I think road. those five guys burgers. are better than five guys burgers, which is a decent five guys does suck. And, or you could be you could be a team that just like looks at a future franchise in Luca and just decides to pass like the Kings did as well. And just like, what That's are you guys true. doing, man? Like, That's what are the you best doing? case scenario? Kings get yeah. one, Thunder or, get two. Or be in Portland and passing on Kevin Durant and getting Greg Oden. You know. Yeah. Like, yeah, Kings get one, Thunder get two. And Kings I think draft another big. Kings draft Evan Mobley, who I think is going to be good. I think it'll be good. And the Thunder like just sit there, Birdman rubbing hands, not gif. That and that's the thing is like if you look back at the Thunder's draft history with Russ and Harden and KD, they never had to move up to one. Right. And that's I think point. that's that's the big factor here. Is like, yeah, Cade may be the unanimous number one, but it could be someone else, and it could be somebody that. You know, given past histories, like nobody's talking about, like or he's going to be just fine not taking like the Russell Westbrook pick or even the James Harden pick. Those guys were not picked to go that high. They were supposed to be good, but not that good. It could be another situation like that. Now, you know, the odds of having lightning strike four times uh, is pretty low, but I think that you know, teams the thunder, man. I think that Cade's right. No pun intended. Lightning strikes and a thunder. It's a Garth Brooks song. Come on, man. Like, really? Yeah, he gets it. He gets it. Cade may or may not be the consensus number one pick, but I think it all comes down to how does Presty view that guy? If he views him as like the franchise changer, throw six picks at it. 
Like if, if you truly believe he's the guy that can turn this team around, not saying he is, but if you think he is, why not yeah. throw six first round picks at it? Who's going to turn that down? Could you call that a uh, pick six? Mm. God damn it. We're calling it an, off- an offer. A king of fruit refuse. Shout offer- out Trey Brown. The worst. My guy was bummed. Godfather impression I've ever heard. Yeah, I, I screwed it up the first time. I stuttered because I just ruined it all. <laughs> all right. I'm playing uh, outro music. We're getting out of here. Okay. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for checking out our NBA season preview pod. We hope you enjoyed it. NBA basketball is back. Thunder play Wednesday night, 7 p.m. against the Houston Rockets. We will have a post-game podcast for you, ready to go late Wednesday night, ready for you to listen to on Christmas Eve while you're trying to avoid certain family members. Or, hey, maybe your whole family loves the Thunder and you just play our podcast at your Christmas Eve party. That would be cool, too. Thank you guys so much. You know, the only thing we're asking Santa for Christmas is five-star ratings on the podcast, so... If you want to want to do us a solid and go drop a five star rating wherever you lift in your pod, but specifically the Apple, uh, or iPod, iPod, iTunes, i whatever, the podcast app. Holy Apple shit! Podcasts, Apple Podcast. There we go. Go drop a five star rating. We would greatly appreciate it. You guys have a great beginning of your week. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Enjoy some basketball. Enjoy your family. Have a great holiday. We will be back with you Wednesday night. And until then, and as always. Thunder up. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.